Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, the If You're Left, You Just Ain't Right podcast. I know, I know, I've got some splaining to do, Lucy. Uh, and I will explain my absence here and some other events that kind of took me by surprise. Along with tax season and struggling to get uh, the returns done uh, for everyone I had to get uh, returns done for. But anyway... All that will be explained, my friends, but here's some subjects we want to talk about when we finally get to the podcast. Did you know that the red states have declared war against women, gays, transgender Americans, birthing persons, who knows who else? Uh, also, the, the, the American prospect, Robert Pollan. Uh, says we must nationalize the United States fossil fuel industry to save the planet. I wonder if Einstein there ever looked at Venezuela and said, hmm, they're standing in line for food and toilet paper. And uh, when people die, they may not be able to get a casket. Uh, and that's a formerly prosperous, oil-rich country. Oh, yeah, communism. So what's he want to do to fix it? Communism. Not bright. Black Lives Matter. The other McCain reports that, just as I've always said, it's a scam, is a scam, was a scam, shall be a scam, perpetual scamism from the scamming scammers who just want fat real estate deals. They want to pocket the money, and they could not give the first you-know-what about black lives or any lives, but they care about their wallets, I guarantee that. Uh, a former MSNBS host is really upset and triggered and he gets I don't know if he'll even survive. Oh Mr. Mr. Uh, 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 Toure uh, is really upset. You know what upset him so bad? It's a little bit of an older story, but the Brooklyn subway shooting suspect, the crazy wacko bastard with the black supremacist ideology. Uh he is black, so when a black person does something bad, Tory's not mad at, at what he did, apparently, just that he's black, and it makes black people look bad or something, and he can't, basically, we know what it is. Tory just wants to blame a whitey. He don't like white people. He don't like white folks. Well, too bad, Tory. As far as I'm concerned, you can take a flying leap at a rolling donut or something. And a professor at the University of Massachusetts, or also known as Taxachusetts, has been called racist by administrators after questioning the dean who is black. So apparently he questioned the dean's qualifications, and you can't do that to a left-wing black person. You can't. You just can't because it's racist, with five A's, of course. All that today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought with me, Doug Hagan. If you're left, you just ain't right. And you know what else? It's time to kick this pig, my friends. And here we go, my friends. Last, uh, last was it Friday? The, no, last Thursday was the 14th. And the day started off pretty normally. I was just doing a little blogging, looking around the Daily Gator. And then it hit me. Uh, I happened to come across a... Uh, a Facebook uh, page and the birthdays always pop up there. Well, the first one listed on my birthday list was my little sister, Danielle, uh, who would have been 40, was it 42, 44 uh, this past Thursday. Uh, of course, she did not make it to 40. Uh, she passed away just before Christmas of 2017 and really bad day. And most of the next day because of that, because I was thinking about her and thinking about the, the great, 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 great relationship we had. And then some things changed and she started doing some things that uh, just were, were very messed up and she struggled with some addiction issues and, uh, it just broke my heart on so many levels and I will never ever get over one thing with my, my baby sister, actually two things, how close we were and how 
far we were apart when she actually passed away. Uh, she had diabetes. She wouldn't check her sugar. So it was every two or three days she was walking around like she was drunk. Well, is her sugar high? Is her sugar low? I got to check your sugar. Where's your meter? I don't know. It just really, really frustrated me. And the night she passed away, her sugar was off. And um, again, I said, when are you going to stop this? Seriously, you know, just, and I was a little harsh to her. And those were uh, basically the last words I spoke to her. Uh, my brother-in-law got her, got the meter, took the sugar, gave her some insulin, the proper amount. And uh, she went to bed and uh, I went to bed. And about an hour after I went to bed, hour and a half, uh, there's a pounding on my door, and it's my brother-in-law, and uh, she, he couldn't get my sister up, and the paramedics were already here, and I said, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, and and then he said, she's already gone, they think, and uh, so I came out of the room, and my niece was asking for me, only me, and uh, it's pretty tough when you have to go through that and then you have to, to go downstairs and sit on the couch and you're just turned, really literally just a couple weeks before turned uh, eight-year-old niece is just, what can you say, you know? Uh, but that knocked me out for a couple days. Um and then there was tax season, and I was, again, like I always do, I always find a way to wait till the last damn minute to get taxes done. I did get them done, get them sent off. Uh, and then yesterday, to top it off, I got up, did some blogging, you know, updated some posts, uh, uh, scheduled some posts for, for later in the week. Uh, took my mom to Dallas, came back. Uh, and what do I see when I come back, when I click on my link to Daily Gator? Daily Gator, uh, Daily Gator no longer exists. That's the message from WordPress, wordpress.com. And I'm thinking, what in the hell? So I click on the link they offer, and I have now sent them four requests as the instructions, follow the instructions, four requests to explain to me what terms of service violations I committed. Because I've had this blog for 14 years now. 14 years. This was the, the on pace to be the busiest year yet. 20 million hits. I mean, and uh, here I am looking at a page that says this no longer exists. And uh, the delegator is back a different site. I had a different site on WordPress that is is not uh, been been taken down. And uh, and since it is still up, I am in the process of changing uh, changing the name. I changed the name already to uh, "If You're Left, You Just Ain't Right" instead of the Daily Gator. The the blog with the Daily Gator name will come back. I'm looking for the proper host to host it. Interestingly enough, the one people keep telling me to do. Uh, I was on WordPress.com became the dailygator.com that's been destroyed now by the WordPress idiots who won't tell me why. Uh, I guess I, I offended the wrong snowflake, maybe. Well, fuck you, Mr. and Mrs. Snowflake, uh, very much. But anyway, uh, apparently WordPress.org is different. So I'm going to uh, find a host. I can have a, a WordPress.org uh, location for my blog at i'm focusing on bluehost people have told me it's really good it's about the best choice and the easiest and I, I love working with the wordpress system i'm so used to it now that that should be a breeze uh but uh the address if you want to type it in is still on wordpress.com daily gator daily babes at wordpress.com there was a time when i did a separate site for sports women, you know, fun stuff, goofy stuff, daily picks, uh, things like that that weren't really political or 
or ideological or news related. I, I got tired of doing it. So uh, the Daily Gator, Daily Babe site has been there a while, just not getting used. It is in use again. That's still the address for now. Uh, but the name of the site has changed to if you're left, you just ain't right. And I'm going to be posting there until I choose a host for uh, the new location for the Daily Gator, Daily, uh, uh, the DailyGator.com. And the DailyGator.com is already, I had it at WordPress. I have it again uh, for whoever ends up hosting it. So, you know, I'm working on it. It's going to be a process. I'm not going to rush it. Uh, and probably some new things I have to learn. But anyway, I ain't gone nowhere. I'm still there. Okay, just check out the different site. Uh, Daily Gator, Daily Babes. If you put that into Google or Bing or, or whatever, you should be able to pick it up. Again, that is a WordPress.com site. The new one will be a WordPress.org site. And there is a difference. And I don't know how to explain it. Now, let's get to the subject matter, my friends. Um, let's go to uh, the American Prospect. And their tagline is ideas, politics, and power. I wouldn't say that for them, but whatever. Well, we have a piece called the Red State War against women, gays, transgender, Americans, dot, 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 and, and whoever else. Maybe left-handed lesbian squirrels, too. I don't know. I never liked those left-handed lesbian squirrels. There's just something screwy about them. Uh, but Raminda Saras wrote this back on April the 11th. Uh, I was going to talk about this a few days ago, but again, as I reviewed, my life has gone in the tank there for a few days. It's back. Uh, but uh, this is what uh, this individual writes. Last Tuesday, the Oklahoma legislature passed an anti-abortion bill that criminalizes health care providers for performing abortions at any time during a woman's pregnancy and provides only a narrow exception to save the mother's life. That part there, the last part about saving the mother's life, I can guarantee you is a lie. I've talked to doctors, and they've explained that, you know, there, there are situations where the mother is going to die. The baby's already done for, basically. They can save the mother. They can't really save the baby. So when they talk to the father, the mother, the parents, the, the woman who's badly injured, obviously, or, or badly sick, her husband, uh, or if it's just the mother, just her, and she will make the decision. And again, whatever decision she made would be okay because the baby's done for. There is no viability in the baby for the most part. That's what we're talking about. The left puts that language in there because they lie. They want you to get emotional. They want you to think, oh, my God, the mother has to sacrifice her own life to save a baby. Uh, most times that baby is beyond being saved. So it's it's the mother and father's choice, uh, mostly the mother. And I think the father ought to have equal choice myself. And again, I, I don't know what most people choose. I, it's not my business, but I'm trying to explain the legalities here and the language that the left uses that are just lies, egregious lies. It is the latest bill to be initially modeled after Texas's controversial and contested heartbeat bill uh, that not only prohibits abortion, but incentivizes citizens to sue people who aid or abet the practice. Okay, that's the key thing there is heartbeat bill. If you can detect, if the doctor's office can detect a heartbeat of the baby, that's a living thing. That's a living what? A living human being. Why should it be legal if that baby is alive, is living, is growing? Why, if that baby's not causing some catastrophic medical problem for the mother, why should that baby not, not have a right to life too? That's an individual. That's a human being. You know, it's odd. The left wants everyone to be special. Transgender, lesbian, this, that. Everything special except an unborn baby. That's just a blob of issue, they said, for decades. Now they finally admit that, yeah, it's a baby, but we don't care. 
because a mother should have a choice and control over her body. I agree. What about the baby's body with its separate DNA and its separate blood type and its own organs? What about the baby? That's the one question the left will never, ever answer. They say, uh, what do they say? The left loves to say this, accept the science, follow the science, unless it's medical science, of course. Uh, but anyway, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has allowed the Texas bill, by the way, to stand. Uh, state lawmakers were emboldened to create their own copycats. There are at least 35 bills moderate after the vigilante loophole. The left makes up these names for things. It's, it's quite entertaining. According to the Washington Post, granted, these are not all abortion bills and they're not all done by the GOP, though a majority are, but the Texas law triggered other real world effects. Few Texas women have been granted an abortion since the bill was passed. In consequence, so many women traveled north, making up 60% of cases in Oklahoma over a five-month period, according to the Texas Tribune. Uh, that it prompted the state's Republican lawmakers to pass their own ban. How dare those Republicans think about an unborn child's life? How sick are you to care about a baby's life? I incredible. So they don't like that bill. They don't like listening and seeing if a baby has a heartbeat and then saying, well, it's baby's heart is beating, it's a living human being. So you really shouldn't be able to kill it, should you? I, what is more commonsensical than that? Literally. No one can answer that question if they support abortion. Uh, under the court's decision, this is from a UC Berkeley School of Law dean, Erwin uh, Chimarinsky. Under the court's decision, a state can create civil liability for any constitutionally protected behavior, and so long as no state official plays any role in enforcing it, uh, the law will remain on the books until someone violates it, is sued, and then challenges the law in court. Uh, this approach is vague enough to take advantage of our quote, deeply polarized society. As Chemerinsky described it to me, it creates enough confusion to let such statutes stand for however long there's a conservative court majority. Of course, if there's a liberal court majority, this writer would have no problem accepting their decision to wipe such a law out. It's all ideological. There is no, no devotion to what's right, what's moral, what's constitutional. It's all about if they agree with it. If the left agrees with it, it, it has to be constitutional. If they don't agree with it, it cannot possibly be constitutional. It's, it is sad. And then they go on about abortion bans, and, and several states have done this. Then they get to uh, uh, to Florida, and the biggest lie told this year in the politics, they don't say gay bill. Nothing about saying the word gay is in that bill. But the left just continues. They're very good at, at hammering a talking point, a meme. Uh, you know, I've said it before, the left is, is a mentality of bumper sticker level. That's why there's so many leftists, their cars are filled up with, with uh, bumper stickers. Save the whale, save the planet, do this, do that. Pro-choice, brother. Because why? That's the level of their mentality. They emote. They don't think. Thinking is not good in, in the terms of a leftist. You cannot let facts get in the way of a good talking point or an emotional appeal. If you listen to a leftist, really listen to them. I figured this out years ago. They don't really say anything. It's all talking points. It's all emotion. It's all scare and fear to make everyone afraid. Oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna be rounding black people up and enslaving them again. Remember that idiot, the, the guy who happens to be our president now? Remember, he said in uh, one of Obama's campaign, uh, a waiter row 12, I, I can't remember which, he said Republicans talking to a group of black people, they're going to put y'all back in chains. So the Republicans are going to bring back slavery. How despicable. How about that little rat bastard, Harry Reid, Senator Weaseldick, as I used to call him, lying about Mitt Romney during the 2012 campaign. 
coming out outright bald-faced lie that Mitt Romney hadn't paid taxes for, I think it was 12 years. And someone asked him about him, and there's an audio I heard a few years ago. Oh, Harry's just chuckling how great that was. He knew it was a lie. He didn't care. If you win and you lie and you're a Democrat, it's a okay. No honor among thieves, I guess. Um, now, the don't say gay bill, uh, that bill prohibits education. Notice the language here. Education about sexual orientation and gender identities until the third grade. Okay, it prohibits those. A key, key part of that is until the third grade. Why do you want to talk to kids about gender identity, sexual identity, things of that nature when they're five or six or seven or even eight? He can't wait till they're nine or ten? Really? The left exposes themselves. All you have to do is pay attention and watch their actions and compare their actions to their words. And then apply some common sense and reason to the things they say and then the things they do. Uh, after that, it must be, quote, age appropriate. Well, why would you want to teach kids something that wasn't age appropriate? I mean, I, I wasn't learning algebra in second or third grade. Guess what? I probably wouldn't have done that well. Why should any subject be taught when it's not age appropriate? That matters. Being age appropriate is extremely crucial in education. You know, you don't talk to your four-year-old about something the same as you do when they're eight. And when they're 12, you probably have some more information for them, whatever the subject. It could be history, it could be science, it could be some form of math. Could be a lot of things. Age appropriate. Apparently the left doesn't believe there's such a thing. Uh, the GOP has couched these bills in anti-pedophile rhetoric. Again, why does a teacher, should a teacher, want to speak to a five, six, seven, or eight year old about their sex life, the sex life of transgender people, the sex life of heterosexual people, the sex life of anybody? They're small children. Okay, let them be children, pervert. You have an agenda, or the left, rather, has an agenda there. There's a lot of pressure to normalize trans, trans, uh, transgender people. I don't have a problem with transgender people. People who are trying to talk kids into, into believing they're some different gender when they're five or six or even younger or seven, I have a big problem with those people. I think they are... Some would call them groomers. I don't know if I'd use that term. Uh, but I think there there is a, a mentality among a lot of transgender folks. And by a lot, I don't mean the majority. But I mean a significant number. They want to they want to show everyone that they are completely normal. Nobody's quote normal. I mean, just look at me. But the point is. Normal is men and women being attracted to each other. That's normal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to somebody who's transgender, I wouldn't say, you know, you're abnormal. That'd be mean. Why would I, why would I want to hurt their feelings? That's not my business. I don't care. Again, if they're an adult. But I think a, a significant number of trans people want to get kids to believe that it's just a, it's, it's nothing but, uh, it's just a, a whim of nature. See, your mother and father were born being uh, heterosexual. I was born with this sexual identity. He was born with it. Again, too young. If you want to get into subjects like that, wait till a later date in school. <coughs> you know, I wonder if I could make a trade. If I could say to the left, Everyone's so outraged at the floor bill. I would, if I were to be able to offer them something like say, tell you what, we'll let you teach whatever you want about transgender, right? Starting in fourth grade. But along with that, in fourth grade, we also start teaching mandatory firearm safety classes. You think they'd go for that? Oh, their heads would explode. 
they would accuse me of trying to glorify guns and gun use and violence and murder. And they'd call me an evil white supremacist who, who worships guns and only feels like a man when I have a gun in my hand. They'd go ballistic. They want things one way, their way. When it comes to educating children, I want things one way. And that is teaching the kids properly age-appropriate information and making these cool experiences <coughs> as fun and entertaining and engaging uh, as you can. Because if you're a really smart kid, uh, a lot of really smart kids, if you notice, get bored in school. I know I got bored at several things. It was like, oh my God, does people still not get this? I remember some college courses I took that uh, involved basic algebra. And there were people failing and failing. And like, Good God, how hard is this? Uh, so if, if you're learning at a, at a level that's below you, it's no fun. It gets really boring. If you're going too far above your head, you get confused, you get headaches, you don't really want to learn because how are you supposed to learn this stuff? Uh, but, uh, you know, I just wish the left could leave things as they are sometimes. I wish the left could disagree that these are kids. They're too young to learn about gender identity. They're too young to... to have teachers talking to them about their <clears throat> their preferred pronouns or their gender preference or their sexual preference or their sexual identity. No, that's not fit for five to eight-year-olds. And if you think somehow I'm screwed up on that one, go look in the mirror and there is your problem right there because you're wrong. Now on to something else. Back to the American prospect again. Robert Pollan wrote this. He wishes to nationalize the U.S. fossil fuel industry. Why? <laughs> to save the planet, of course. <clears throat> uh, he writes, turning the biggest oil companies over to public ownership would serve several goals at once, including climate resilience. Oh, has this buffoon ever heard of Venezuela? Other countries, too, that nationalize an industry. And, uh, well, last time I checked, Venezuela, you were standing in line for most anything. And you shouldn't be. But the government took all the oil fields over, and guess what? It's public. It's everybody's oil. Share the oil. Share the profits. Well, there ain't no profits now. Everyone's starving. You're out of food. You don't have this. You don't have that. You have a thuggist regime that uses force to coerce people to do things. You've got people starving. People can't get enough food. People can't get enough clothes. All because they nationalized, in large part, the U.S. fossil fuel industry. Communism doesn't work. Robert Pollan of The Prospect doesn't get that. I wish the left would just reject certain ideals, at least certain tenets of, of communism, Marxism. Why can't they just let them go? <clears throat> no matter how many times these, got, these things fail, no matter how many examples of their tragic failings and the tragic consequences that ensue, they can't let them go. They cannot let them go, my friends. <coughs> Of course, these people truly believe. You have to understand, they believe if we don't do something drastic to change uh, how much fuel we use, how many, uh, that we're going to make a carbon footprint so big it will kill us all. The seas will be raging. The seas will be rising and flooding everything and killing everybody. They truly believe this will happen. It's not scientific. It's been being predicted for decades now. And the predicted catastrophic failures haven't occurred. And look at their solutions. Generally, their solutions are what? Things that you know won't work anyway. No matter who gets the oil out of the ground, if you keep putting oil in cars, 
they say we'll have a catastrophe. But somehow they believe that the government does it and no one makes a profit from it. Somehow that'll be better. Somehow it'll be better for the environment. Just like getting oil from OPEC nations, getting oil from Russia or, or Venezuela is better somehow, or Iran is better somehow than getting it from our own country. Who are these idiots? They have no common sense. And apparently this gentleman here... <clears throat> He really is consumed. He says the latest report of the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, that's the IPCC for you uncool people who don't know these things, the most authoritative source on climate change research, says who? Who says they're the most authoritative? They might be the most authoritarian. They might be the most full of themselves. Uh, but they could not be more explicit in reaching this conclusion. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres described the report as a file of shame, cataloging the empty pledges that put us firmly on track toward an unlivable world. Well, if it makes the world unlivable, we won't have anything to worry about soon, will we, Antonio? This follows several equally vehement studies in recent years, as well as those from other credible climate researchers. The panic mongers, the ones who were, you know, a th funny thing about a lot of scientific research, <clears throat> including medical research, the people who are paying for the research, won't certain conclusions reached. Hmm. So where's the money? What conclusions lead to more grants and more study and more money? Uh, I see some dots. They're getting connected. The left doesn't understand this, of course. <clears throat> uh, the author here continues, if we are finally going to start taking the IPCC's findings seriously, it follows that we must begin with advancing a far more aggressive climate stabilization solution than anything that has been undertaken thus far, both within the U.S. and globally. Within the U.S., such measures should include at least putting on the table the idea of nationalizing the U.S. fossil fuel industry. <laughs> and just go uh, go Google that or Bing that or Yahoo search it, whatever you want to do. Venezuela. Find out what happened when they nationalized the oil in Venezuela, my friends. Then go look at other nations that nationalized things and see what followed Bad things, my friends. Bad things. Now, <clears throat> there's a professor. And he's at the University of Massachusetts. And he's in big trouble. Because he questioned the apparently new black dean there. Now, he's also white. That's important. A white UMass Boston professor, Jeffrey Melnick was accused of racism, of course, by the school chancellor, Marcelo Suarez Arrasco, who is Latino, in a school-wide email after he publicly questioned the qualifications of a black dean, Tyson King Meadows, uh, to chair a staffing committee. During a February 7th faculty council meeting, Melnick, a professor of American studies, uh, and the elected sorry, communications director of the faculty staff union questioned Provost Joseph B. Berger's decision to appoint King Meadows. Sounds like the name of a butter or something. King Meadows Dairy Products. Good for your family. Good for your wallet. Bad for cows. The newly hired dean of liberal arts to lead the search for a new education dean. During the faculty council meeting, which King Meadows was attending... <clears throat> Melnick said that King Meadows' appointment to lead the new staff search was a matter of some controversy. Why? Because the faculty had not yet worked out the feelings about the search that led to King Meadows' own hiring. Uh, three days later, on February the 10th, Provost Berger, whose first name is not Cheese, folks, and Chancellor Suarez Orozco sent an email to the entire UMass Boston community 
students, faculty, and alumni decrying Melnick's comments as racially charged. Racially charged. And apparently that's not good. And following this email, a letter was signed by 10 faculty members, including four interim deans, was distributed to staff calling for an apology from Melnick and the entire faculty council on which he serves. Listening to an SC executive committee member impugn the new dean's integrity and capacity to perform his job must have felt dehumanizing for him, the letter reads, referring to Melnick's questioning of King Meadows while he was present. Well, if you're at a meeting and someone has a problem with you getting a position and they speak up about it, Shouldn't your nuts be big enough to take such a thing? Shouldn't you have enough test intestinal fortitude to handle that? It seems patronizing and smacks of white privilege and a posture of supremacy. Oh, go shut up. Seriously. It is time for the FC member, the FC executive committee, and the entire faculty council to apologize to the CLA dean for the remarks made on behalf of UMB faculty, especially if the remarks harbored no ill intent. Well, if they harbor no ill intent, why would he have to apologize? See, the left always assumes you mean something because that's how they see things. Leftism is an ideology of extreme pessimism, not optimism, Pep pessimism, hopeless. That's why they like their own climate change. Try to share some good news you hear, no matter how scientific the source about climate change, maybe it's not as bad as, as we've all been told. Share that with, with a person that's really invested in climate change. They will bite your head off. They'll call you names for trying to give them good news. That should cheer them up. <clears throat> they like being pissed off, aggrieved, and offended, my friends. <coughs> uh, so this accusation led to an ongoing campus and community-wide spat. Oh, not a spat. Those are really bad. We have spats. That's, you know, you have spats in some place. Somebody, somebody's going to cut you. You'll get cut, you know, spatting around here. Uh, between faculty, administration, and the Boston Globe newspaper about racism and school politics at the University of Massachusetts, Boston. And there's more to read on that if you wish to. There's some pictures of some of the people uh, involved, but when are we going to stop this? This incessant racializing everything. Everything. It's not doing us any good. It's dividing us. It's not uniting us. <coughs> and it, it truly is uh, <clears throat> despicable, my friends. Now let's move over to MSNBS. I did get the story from Fox News, but a former MSNBS host, his name's Toure. If he orders a ham sandwich, yes, there's something racial in it for him. That's how obsessed this guy is. Uh, but he was very upset. He was butthurt. He was just, oh, he was, I, he couldn't take it, I hear. He was stomping his feet, uh, saying some bad words, maybe. But he was very upset that the a Brooklyn subway shooting suspect turned out to be a black guy. When he heard this, he said, damn, 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 it's supposed to be a white man. Don't you see how it is, my friends? Former MSNBS pundit and host of the Toure Show podcast, Toure Neblet, uh, had an interesting reaction to the aftermath of the recent Brooklyn subway attack. They left five people critically wounded and many more injured uh, on Tuesday. <coughs> Though police have yet to bring him into custody, they identified 62-year-old Frank James. No word if Jesse James was there, too. I'm kidding about that. You have to clarify you're kidding or somebody from Florida State will go run with it as a suspect. But the detail of the alleged shooter that most interested the former MSNBS host was the person's skin color because Tori is obsessed with skin color. I'm black, you know. Do you say I'm black? Hey, I'm black. Black. You see that skin? That's black skin. 
You don't have black skin, so you need to shut up. I'm Tory. I know I'm black. Black, 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 the black, the blackest black person that was ever black than any other black person on the world. I'm black. You're a racist. Where's my damn ham sandwich? Uh, though police have you, uh, I missed that part. Sorry. Tory <clears throat> took to Twitter following the release of the details of the suspect and lamented the revelation about his race. He wrote, police say the suspect is a male black. Damn, damn, damn. Uh, some users were quick to slam Tory for expressing outrage on the racial aspect of the shoot rather than the shooting itself. Some people got shot. You think Tory cares? He's got a race bait. He sees a chance to race pimp. That's how he makes his living. That's all he does. He plays the poor victim. Poor victim, poor victim, poor victim. <coughs> uh, conservative Twitter personality, Noam Blum, never heard of him, uh, responded to the tweet mocking the host for his race war fetishism. Uh, I too am upset when a mass shooting isn't useful to my race war fetishism, he wrote. That's a good piece. I like that. British author and political commentator Andrew Sullivan made a comment on Torrey's tweet that actually prompted a former MSNBS host to respond. Sullivan replied, feel the racism. And Torrey retreated, retweeted the statement, quipping, he used to be a fighter for justice. Torrey's never been a fighter for justice. Torrey's a fighter for whatever pads his wallet. You want to know the truth? That's what he is. That's what Torrey and people like him are. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If an if a, a used car salesman and a televangelist had a baby, it would be Torrey. Now one more story to get to, folks. Just one. Just one. Then we'll be done. <coughs> uh, BLM. Black Lives Matter. The other McCain's, Ray, Robert Stacey McCain writes, such a truthful line. It was always a scam. BLM is a scam. All about empowering and enriching a few people. Uh, The BLM co-founder declares charitable financial disclosures as triggering. Well, why did they trigger? uh, Why did they trigger this person? Patrice Couliars is her. uh, It's her name, by the way. Uh, there's a certain type of affluent white liberal who will pay anything to absolve themselves of their sense of racial guilt, the other McCain writes, and never has there been a more perfect scheme to separate such fools from their money than the Black Lives Matter movement. It's very hard for me to begrudge Patrice Coolers and her BLM co-conspirators their ill-gotten gains, because it is, is it really wrong to rip off rich white liberals? <laughs> it's true. These people are guilty. Oh my God, I gotta do something. Here, take some money. Take, give, take some cash. Hey, no, you're white. You know, I, I got a black person to give him some cash. Remember the idiot CEO of uh, <clears throat> Chick-fil-A? Was it Dan Cathy's his name? Remember after, in 2020, after the, uh, the thug overdosed and died in Minnesota? Uh, and he shouldn't have died. The cop was terrible in that case. Don't get me wrong. Remember, Dan Cathy was on some panel somewhere. He's begging to wash black people's feet to atone for his sins of being a white guy. What a clown. What an absolute clown that idiot is. Um, If ever anyone deserved to be swindled, it's them, the other McCain writes. The Barbara Streisand, Jane Fonda types. The Hollywood Manhattan nexus of wealth and cultural influence. Even while I wholeheartedly endorse the swindle, however, it would be a nice bonus if the BLM swindlers also ended up in federal prison. Patrice Coolers, a co-founder of the domestic terrorist group Black Lives Matter, said disclosing finances is deeply unsafe and triggering. Why would that be? Why would that be? uh, This from Breitbart, this part here, by the way. Just to clarify, yeah, well, if I started a so-called charity, use the millions and millions of dollars that poured in from left-wing suckers to purchase a 
$5.8 million Los Angeles mansion, I might also be grasping at those same desperate straws. <clears throat> what triggers this shameless grifter is the words Form 1990, which is a form used by the IRS that requires charities to reveal their financial activities. <clears throat> because if you're a charity, you you're, you have certain things you have to you have to own up to how you spend the money, right? You've got certain expenses you got to divulge all this stuff, so the IRS can make sure you're good to go. It is such a trip now to hear the term nine what nine nine zero Kohler said. I'm like, ugh, it's like triggering. I actually did not know what nine nine zeros were before all this happened. This doesn't seem safe for us, this 990 structure, this non-profit system structure. I guess it hurts her cheating and putting more money down her bra. She doesn't like it. Well, too bad for her. <clears throat> this is like deeply unsafe. Yeah, it's unsafe if you're breaking the damn law and know you're doing it. You're not stupid, Patrice. You may be dishonest as hell. You may be a sorry excuse for a human being. You may be a leech, leeching off idiots who think you're actually care about black people when you're just getting to get trying to get fat real estate deals and enrich yourself. But let's face it, you're no victim here. <clears throat> this is literally being literally weaponized against us, against the people we work with. Always play the victim. Note how the left, when accused, no matter what the evidence is, Always play the race card, gender card, this card, that card. Pick a card, the appropriate card in the deck of victimization and whip it out and play it. <clears throat> According to the Washington Examiner, Kolar said she's been approached by countless activists who are worried that they too will soon field requests from reporters demanding copies of their 990 forms. If you're taking in a lot of money in, in charitable gifts, giving, then yes, it comes with the territory. That's like me saying that I had to file taxes by April 18th this year was somehow triggering and unsafe. No, it was a law. I don't like a lot of our tax laws. I may not like the nine, the 1990 forms either, but you know what? I want to play by the rules if I get millions of dollars of donations, and I probably wouldn't be taking people's money saying I'm going to save black lives I probably wouldn't have taken that money and bought a $6 million house. You grifting pile of trash. Uh, and here's the great, the greatest quote, according to Breitbart from uh, Kohler's. People's morale in an organization is so important, but if their organization and the people in it are being attacked and scrutinized at everything they do, that leads to deep burnout. Not just burnout, deep burnout. I saw them open for Deep Purple one time. Deep Purple and open by Deep Burnout. Bad joke, sorry. Uh, that leads to deep black resistance and trauma. In other words, that is made up. I'm sure Al Capone felt traumatized when the IRS started looking through his taxes. I'm sure Bernie Madoff felt traumatized when the SEC arrived with a warrant. I'm sure John Wayne Gacy felt traumatized when the police started digging up his crawl space. <laughs> excuse me sorry folks in short black lives matter mccain writes was a criminal enterprise from the start as william jacobson has repeatedly pointed out uh the entire movement originated in a lie i.e the false hands up don't shoot narrative surrounding the 2014 police shooting of michael brown in ferguson missouri <clears throat> Brown had committed a robbery, was caught on video, and when Officer Darren Wilson tried to arrest him, Brown violently resisted uh, arrest, trying to grab the policeman's gun. A grand jury cleared Wilson of wrongdoing. Even the Obama Justice Department was forced to admit the shooting was completely justified. The facts made no difference, however, to the BLM activists who incited a riot that caused $4.6 million in damages. Well, I don't know how you how you square this, right? Maybe 
maybe the people whose property businesses were destroyed and all that looting. I'm sorry, pe mostly peaceful protesting. Maybe they should be allowed to go peacefully protest the $6 million mansion that uh, Patrice Kohler's purchased with money that was supposed to be helping victims. Little did they know they were really being victimized by Patrice Kohler's. And that's it. Go read the rest at theothermccain.com, my friends. Uh, good stuff from him, as always. My friends, God bless y'all. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. And since I pretty much do this show on my own, I am we. Oh, my God. Do I have a... Maybe my preferred pronoun when I'm, when I'm doing this should be we. Yeah, identify as he, him, uh, his, and we at times when I'm podcasting or when I'm blogging. I don't know. I haven't figured all that stuff out yet, my friends. Oh, I just hadn't figured it out. But anyway, thank you for listening. I do appreciate you. Remember, the dailygator.com is no more, but it will soon return. It will soon return. The domain name's already registered with me. It will be back. Go to uh, dailygators, dailybabes.com. Let me get the uh, dailygator. Uh, dailybabes.wordpress.com and you will find my new version of the Daily Gator. Uh, the tagline is Cancel Wokeness. If you're left, you just ain't right. And it's got a very charming picture of a toddler in sunglasses. Really cool. Got their little little car they sit in and you push. They pretend to drive. And uh, the little kid is flipping flipping people off. It reflects my attitude and my smart acidness. I am a smart ass. I am sarcastic. And uh, I just wrote today something about the mask obsession, folks. No matter what happens, they're going to want people to wear masks. They're only happy when you're wearing a mask. Only happy when you're wearing a mask. Sounds like a tagline for some shady business deal. Patrice Kohler's autos. We're only happy when we're buying fat real estate, sucker. But anyway, check that out. Uh, I will have new material up uh, beginning fairly soon here. God bless you. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whenever you listen, I appreciate you. Three golden rules of life still, my friends. If you're left, you just ain't right. Of course is one. You can't keep a good daily gator down, so go gators. And that's right. That's right. God bless America. I will talk to y'all manana, my friends. Actually, tomorrow is Thursday, Friday. It'll be on Friday. I'll have another one out. And uh, say some prayers for me. You want to send me some money? I'll take that too. But take care, my friends. We will talk to y'all on Friday. The fight for America goes on. And I'm still playing my part. God bless y'all. Be good. Keep it between the ditches, you knuckleheads.